Uh, we'll let you know on that. That's, uh, that's uh, to be determined. Uh, but uh, San Diego was great. Always a great uh, city to visit. Tough when you don't have uh, quite as much time as you'd like. But it was certainly an active uh, winter meetings. Uh, maybe not for the Red Sox, though that's picking up, it looks like. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I thought there would be more of a log jam until Aaron Boone, uh, until Aaron Judge uh, signed. Uh, but it really jumped off uh, before that, and now now Judge uh, signing back with the Yankees, and things are really moving. What was it like in the lobby last night around 2.30 Pacific time when John Heyman tweeted he's going to the Giants and then three minutes later backtracked? What was it like in the lobby? I- I'm not lying. You could literally hear the buzz, the murmur, going through the lobby on the first uh, tweet, and then laughter rolling <laughs> through the lobby uh, whenever it happened a few minutes later that he kind of retracted that. Uh, that was a mess. Even Alex Cora admitted to me yesterday, he's like, we went a few minutes, you know, moving like, okay, now we know judges out of the vision, let's go. Uh, but we know that's not the case. You, you got to be careful, and, and he knows that better than anybody, but you got to be careful, especially in settings like that. You're in the lobby, everyone else is tweeting, you're around everybody, your competition is right next to you. And and you just, you know, we, we've seen this time and again in the past. You just can't be that quick with the trigger. Let me, we'll get to Bogarts here. I kind of want to just go sequentially here. We'll get to Bogarts here. Let me start with how I started the show. There's a lot of deserved belly aching about what the Red Sox have done this offseason and the last couple of offseasons. I think we got to give High and Bloom credit as well. This bullpen today looks a lot better than it did certainly last season at the end of the year. Jolie Rodriguez, now you've got Chris Martin, now you've got an established closer in Kenley Jansen. I think High and Bloom deserves proper credit for building of the bullpen in a way that we've asked him to do, get some established veterans and an established closer. 1,000%. I mean, you can, you know, they have a lot of holes to fill, right? High and Bloom telling us a couple days ago, seven, eight, nine players need to be added to this uh, to this roster, but but you really put them in three buckets, right? The the lineup, the rotation, and the bullpen. And of those three, where you needed the most help was the bullpen. So going out and addressing that first is not a bad play. I mean, every you know, people want a big splash. People want Xander Bogarts. That's fine. But to your point, your bullpen is a hell of a lot better today than it was a week ago today. You've got the closer. I assume Martin's going to be the eighth-inning guy. you got another left-handed reliever. And, and the guys you have now in the bullpen, I think, profile a lot better. Schreiber in a little less high leverage. How if he's in the bullpen? All of a sudden, you've gone from the fifth-worst bullpen in baseball by ERA to, I think, one of the better bullpens in the American League. You know, I, I hate listing things because I think everybody gets a little lost in it, so I'm going to break my own rule here. I'm looking at the Red Sox pitching staff, and I've got – Five starters right now, Sale, Paxton, Pavetta, Whitlock, and Bayo. So I got five guys there in starting spots. And in the bullpen, I think I've got seven of eight spots that I feel relatively confident in. Jansen, Martin, Rodriguez, Hauk, Barnes, Schreiber, and Josh Taylor. And then the eighth spot being kind of up for grabs. That leaves me still, well, what if I go sign a couple guys? And then... Cutter Crawford and Connor Siebold and Josh Winkowski and Frank German and Ryan Brazier and Darwin's and Hernandez. I've got surplus pitching now. Can I package any of that extra stuff up with Bobby Dahlbeck or somebody to go get something else useful? Not a superstar, but can I package up some of that extra stuff somewhere? I think so. I think so. I think Tanner Houck becomes a guy that becomes uh, definitely a trade possibility, mm-hmm. a guy who has succeeded as a starter 
at the major league level, probably doesn't profile as a starter here with this team. Uh, when you talk about Oakland and a Sean Murphy, if you want to make that move or, or those type of deals, uh, that, that's exactly where a Dahlbeck and a prospect and Tanner Houck might get you something that can actually be of value to this team. Uh, High and Bloom told me last night, they have so many holes, that there's just no way, and, and it's just not good business to fill them all via free agency. You're going to have to make some trades. I think their bullpen depth now, the pitching depth, allows them to look at the trade market as a way to improve this team. Tom Karen, Red Sox insider over at Nesson with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. So depending on what happens with Xander Bogarts, I'm going to have to alter this. But after three years, I think I finally came to a realization of how the Red Sox are doing business. Are you ready for my Red Sox manifesto? Yes, let's hear it. I think that the Red Sox are absolutely going to pay, but I think that their plan is going to be paying their their guys when they're really young and doing these pre-arb extensions. I absolutely expect that this team is going to play pay Tristan Casas at some point soon, and they'll probably do the same with Bayo, and they'll probably do the same thing eventually with Marcelo Mayer. I think that that is going to be their plan moving forward to spend big, spend big internally when guys are young, try to create value on the back end. And in free agency, a lot of what we've seen, TC, one- and two-year deals where they're not getting bogged down. Does that make sense? Sure. Oh, sure. I think, I think it's obvious that, that Heim Bloom has no interest in a 10-year deal for anybody. Now, now I can tell you this. Well, I, I don't know this for sure, but the sources I talk to, the vibe I get, is that the Bogarts thing now, as you knew it would have to anyway, has reached the ownership ownership stage. Uh, you know, you don't you don't sign a, a two to three hundred million dollar deal without ownership being very involved. And, and I think they are trying, and we've heard momentum and all that with the Bogarts camp. I, I think they're trying to nail this down and get this done. They're going to have to do it with Devers as well. And you know, listen, Devers is going to look at Aaron Judge and say he bet on himself and made a lot more money. Why am I going to settle for a contract? unless that contract is really mind-blowing. So you've got two guys that you've got to lock up, I think, that break the rule you're talking about. But beyond that, absolutely. Short-term guys, we've seen success. We've seen Michael Walker come in for a year and pitch well and Rich Hill and guys like that come in and get the job done. Kike Hernandez now on a short-term deal comes back. Uh, and then you're right. The wave of, of young talent that, that Ian Bloom has been gathering – as, as Casas, and like you said, eventually Marcelo Meyer, as, as these guys come up, Blaze Jordan eventually, and uh, Sedan Raphael, all these guys, they're the guys that if they show you the minor league level, like they did with Garrett Whitlock last year, they're going to lock them up and make them the core of the team. And then you've got the sustainable, contending, playoff caliber team that John Henry and Tom Warner asked Haim Bloom to fill. Do you think that the Aaron Judge move back to the Yankees kind of spurned today's fervor for the Red Sox with Bogarts? Because if the Yankees lost Judge, they'd be the focus, they'd be in the national spotlight, they'd be taking a lot of the arrows, and the Red Sox could kind of hide behind that if they lost Bogarts. But when the Yankees step up and do, quote, whatever it takes to keep their guy, does that spur the Red Sox into action to do the same? I think so a little bit. I do. I, I think it's hard. You know, listen, uh, they're not, Heim Bloom's not trying to build a brand. He's trying to build a roster that can contend. But this is the rare case where Xander Bogarts is good for roster building and he's good for brand building. 
And, and, you know, the fact that you look even worse with Judge signing a monumental deal to go back to Yankee Stadium, even after Brian Cashman kind of publicly embarrassed him by releasing deal uh, details last spring training, you know, they still got this done. They still kept their guy. Red Sox are in the same boat. There's no reason on earth for them now not to get their guy. Tom Karen, Red Sox insider at Nesson, back from the winter meetings with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. What do you make of the Red Sox missing out on several of their other targets? I know you talked with Hyam Bloom about that yesterday. They missed out on Mitch Hanniger, who I don't know if they ever formally offered, but they missed out on him going to the Giants. They missed out on Canely, although we feel better about the bullpen now. They missed out on Zach Eflin uh, a couple weeks ago. What exactly do you make of the Red Sox coming up short on some of these guys? Yeah, I talked to uh, people inside and outside the organization about that over the last day or so. And, and my question to all of them was, is it becoming difficult to convince free agents to come to Boston? And, and people from other organizations who are, have dealt with some of these same free agents, people on the representative side, agents around the game, and people in the Red Sox all say, no, that's not the case. These were all very disappointing but very different situations, different case studies. You know, Eflin wanted to stay in Florida if all things were equal. Red Sox would have had to blow him away, and I think he got a lot of money as it was, and you weren't going to add another $10 million to that. He's not worth $50 million. Uh, I think Hanniger was a real choice, but by all accounts, he wanted to stay on the West Coast. I've heard, you know, some guys who didn't want to play a corner outfield here want to be a center fielder or vice versa. Just for whatever reason, individual deals breaking down, but it paints a picture of them striking out on everybody, and it's not a good picture. So I think Striking today with the Kenley Jansen deal kind of puts you back in the game as a big name, as a closer, as a guy who, who you know, comes to a bullpen that, that blew, what, 40% of its saves last year, and, and he certainly is a guy who can close games out. So I, I think today was a really good day for the Red Sox. Could get better as uh, the Bogart stock continue, uh, from what we're told, but uh, it, it, they needed to get a deal done after swinging and missing so many times. You know, we want the Bogarts deal to happen today. We want it to happen right now. From your experience, when the winter meetings end, what happens next? Like We want to see the deal come to fruition just like that. But once the winter meetings end, I'm kind of under the impression that we're going to be dead until after the new year. Is that typically what happens in your eyes? Yeah, no. I've, I've seen deals happen right after. And again, a lot of times, listen, if they got a deal done today, they're not going to announce it. Uh, it will not be official. You know, they, they still haven't officially announced the Chris Martin signing because – Sometimes, as we know, I mean, Mike Napoli, if you remember, was the great example. They had a deal done, and it was three months before they announced it because they had found uh, some uncertainties in his in his medicals and had to change that. J.D. Martinez, if you remember, they had to end up redoing that contract with all kinds of clauses pending uh, his health. So I, I, I don't think that's not the case with Bogart. They have his medicals. That's not going to be an issue. But it's such a mammoth contract that it's going to take a little while to to absolutely nail it down. Uh, so, no, I, I, I think it's absolutely uh, fair that if they leave San Diego without a deal in place for Xander Bogart, then it could get done tomorrow or next Monday or sometime next week. Tom Karen, Sox inside over at Nesson. I don't even have time to ask you about the Bruins today, who finally lost at home, but uh, we'll leave it at that. We'll get back to the Bees next week. So much winter meeting stuff to get to. TC, glad you traveled back safe, and uh, we'll talk to you in seven days. Sounds good, Brady. Thanks. I appreciate it.